Good afternoon and welcome to the Midday Farm Review on the Linder Farm Network, live from FarmFest. This FarmFest broadcast is powered by Bremer Bank. Now, here's Lynn Kettleson and Dan Lemke. Well, thank you very much, Linda, and we are here at FarmFest today. And Dan, we mentioned earlier, this is a terrific day one crowd. On a warm day, we've got a nice breeze going. Absolutely. That certainly makes it bearable. As long as the air is moving, that certainly helps. And when I came this morning, I was uh, pretty impressed with how far out in the parking lot cars were already parked. So very good start to the day. Good crowds milling about. Some uh, good forums this morning. So looking forward to uh, you know more of the same here for the next couple of days. Okay. Who do we have coming up on the broadcast today? Well, we certainly have a full broadcast for you. We have uh, Tom Slenica with Minnesota Soybean, Gary Wordish from the Minnesota Farmers Union, uh, Brian Bigler, president of Minnesota Corn, will be joining us, as will Tom Hag, national uh, corn growers-elect president, Bob Worth, and uh, also Don Schiefelbein, president of the National Cattlemen's Board. So uh, a lot of uh, very uh, influential folks going to be joining us today. Joining us, uh, Tom Slenica, CEO of Minnesota Soybean. And Tom, uh, tell us what's new in the checkoff world uh, here for Minnesota Soybean. You know, Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council is constantly working on new ideas to bring more value to soybean producers. And uh, some of the big things that we're seeing right now, you know, obviously soybean prices are strong. That's because of biodiesel. That was an investment that was made uh, well over two decades ago. So some of these things take time, but they can pay off in a big way. And one of the things that you're working on in the northern part of the state is the Ag Innovation Campus. Tell us a little bit about that and how that's uh, intended to, to do just what you said. Yeah, the Ag Innovation Campus is the first of its kind. It's the only uh, plant like this in the world because it's it's uh, a not-for-profit crush plant that's going to do research. And that research is designed to help products get through what's known as the valley of death, that place between successful benchtop and commercialization. The Chekhov often invests in projects, but it's really hard to get through that valley. This center is designed to specifically help those projects so that we can have more better projects uh, come to the farm gate and to make it to consumers. And if folks want to track progress, how can they find out how that's going? Well, if you go to the Ag Innovation Campus website, there's actually a live webcam. You can actually watch the construction going on right there. It's, it's really fun to watch, and there's a lot of things going on. Uh, we should be up and running. We'll be crushing beans uh, by March of next year. Sounds great. Appreciate the update. That's Tom Slenica with Minnesota Soybean. And Rob LaRue joining us along with Gary Wordish. Rob is national president of the National Farmers Union. Gary, of course, Minnesota state president. And Gary, it's great to, you brought this guy in. Well, we did. You know, and uh, can't ask them to sit on the panel and be on the panel in a little bit here on the upcoming farm bill. But we really want to bring him out to, you know, national and part of national. We uh, launched what we call a Fairness of Farmers campaign last fall. And uh, really, Bring the, the COVID really brought to the forefront the consolidation in agriculture. What it's uh, what it's doing in agriculture. What it's doing. You know, when the meat packers had to shut down and the meat packers are making record profits and the farmers are taking some taking a loss. Well, that's because the four packers you know dominate that industry and two of them are Brazilian owned of the beef. But you know, it's really a consolidation issue. Really goes back to the roots of farmers union. Farmers union. Our history. We go we back what is now called CHS. We, our members, we started that back in the you know the early 20s, and mainly because the farmers weren't getting a fair price what they were selling, and weren't getting a fair price for what they're buying. So this is our roots, and it's you know it affects everybody. Absolutely, Rob. Great to have you here. Are we going to get a new farm bill? Well, 
You know, I'm not going to put my money on that just yet, but um, uh, because certainly every farm bill seems like it has its challenges uh, right now. But, uh, uh, you know, there's a little bit of conversation, and we'll have some more uh, here at FarmFest. Um, it's always fantastic to come here because, uh, although sometimes it seems like Today is going to be 100 degrees. Sometimes I hear a little bit wet weather and so forth. Uh, I actually brought from West Virginia my 92-year-old, uh, or I should say 92-year young uh, dad with me here. Uh, he got off the farm and uh, because he'd been hearing me talk about Minnesota Farm Fest for so long, he really wanted to come out and see it for himself. All right, gentlemen. Well, thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you at the State Fair, Gary. We'll be All right. We're going to take a two-minute break. Dan has more guests back in a moment. We are back here live at Farm Fest, and joining me is Brian Bigler, who's uh, president of the uh, Minnesota Corn Growers Association. And Brian, there's always a, a lot of things going on at the corn growers are uh, watching. One thing being, uh, see some EPA efforts on atrazine. Tell us about that. Yeah, EPA they had uh, did a scientific review actually to do some tests on uh, atrazine, and of course when they got the results, they threw them off to the site and had put some different looking at putting some different restrictions on atrazine usage and the amounts of, that are in the groundwater and stuff. So we have on our Minnesota corn growers site and our national corn growers site, there's a spot you can go on there and give comments. They had a 60-day comment period, and that started a couple weeks ago already. So we definitely encourage you to go on there and take the time to put your own comments in it, because then the EPA has to read them. Otherwise, they just kind of count them off, check them off as a number and stuff. So definitely take the time to go on either one of those sites to do that. And this is a very important tool that uh, Minnesota farmers and farmers everywhere have used for years and used very well. So it's a, a, a big issue to have this uh, kind of up for uh, review again. Absolutely. You know, it's we don't use it in the ways that we used to all the time. Now it's used more as a tank mix product and stuff. So um, something we certainly need to be having in our toolbox. And that's one of the reasons you're hoping farmers uh, get out there and tell their own story. So I appreciate that. And Tom Haig, who's uh, president-elect of the National Corn Growers, tell them what's kind of uh, pressing issues that the corn growers uh, are looking at at a national level. Well, it's, it's coming down to the end of, you know, we have our farm bill that's good until 23, but uh, we are already in the stages like other commodity groups discussing what the haves that we want to keep, you know, and prioritize that. And, uh, the number one issue is crop insurance. I mean, that is the tool that we need in our toolbox. And uh, we always hear of other individuals that want to, uh, you know, cut back on crop insurance and take it away from us. It works. It's a private, public entity. We want to just to leave it the way it is. And as far as biofuels go, I understand some, some positive news with the Next Generation Fuels Act. That's certainly something you folks have been pushing for. It's something that we've been pushing for, you know, and uh, we've had uh, X amount of people in the, this, the House side, you know, with uh, Representative Buktos. But just here last week, our own uh, Senator Klobuchar teamed with Senator Grassley to bring it into the Senate. Now we got both bodies working. That is hopefully that we can bring that through now. And, uh, Maybe get it up to, to have a vote on it and see what happens. But this is a big move, and we're, we're confident that you give us an even playing field and we can play uh, right along with everybody else. Sounds great. Thanks for that info, Tom. Back to you, Lynn. Okay, we'll take another break. We have more guests coming up, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Thanks a lot, Linda, a good friend of ours, past president of the National Association of Farm Broadcasters, a Hall of Fame member, Don Wick with us. And Don, great to have you here. Great to have you, and congratulations, the Hall of Fame for Minnesota Broadcasters coming up, uh, what, later this month? We have Hall of Fames all over the place. <laughs> Fantastic. Great to be here. 
Let's talk about crops. You cover the Red River Valley. Uh, how are things looking up there, especially in those soybean areas? You know, ideally, we, we went in with less than ideal conditions like everybody else. It was a very late start and uh, kind of a, a tough go to get things going. But it sure thinks about, it looks like Mother Nature has, has helped us catch up. We're going to need a long fall. We're going to need the, everything Mother Nature can give us that direction. But uh, generally, things look uh, look really nice. We sure have a lot of areas across southern Minnesota that need rain. It's been dry. We would take a rain as well, but I would say we got so much moisture this spring that we got a great foundation, and we've been getting some of those uh, those small showers that certainly uh, have helped us. We take a lot more though. All right, Don. Good to have you here, Don Wick, Red River Network. Dan, you've got some guests. Absolutely, Bob Worth uh, with the Minnesota Soybean Growers Association, and Bob Farm Fest is always a, a fun time, always an exciting time. But this year, a little extra special for you. Well, it really is because this is our 60th uh, birthday celebration. 60 years ago, a group of farmers got together and started the Minnesota Soybean Growers Association. We're the first state to become affiliate for American Soybean Association. So, yeah, it's an exciting time, and we're going to have it tomorrow. And it's also an exciting time, Farm Fest, on the even-numbered years, falls shortly before primary elections, and obviously this year a lot of elections taking place, so we have a lot of candidates here, and that's certainly something that gives farmers access to uh, some of these folks. That's really true, because Minnesota Soybean Growers Association is a policy-driven organization, so when we get to visit with all the candidates for the Senate, House, federally level, and state level, it's really an exciting time, because then we can tell them personally what we like to see happen at, uh, at, at the Capitol. And you farm, obviously, in southwest Minnesota. Is, is, how are crops shaping up for you this time of year? Dry. I mean, to go from really wet this spring when we, we had to have some prevent plant to it's, it is so dry now that uh, the beans look uh, really tough. I'm not saying anything in corn because I thought it was going to be a bad crop last year, and we turned out to have a fantastic corn crop. So it's going to be interesting to see what uh, happens with the corn crop, but we really do need a drink of water, especially when this kind of heat. Absolutely. Well, we'll have a little more information on the long-term outlook tomorrow, and we do have the Ag Outlook meeting tomorrow morning during the Farm Fest forums here on Wednesday. So, Bob, thanks for your time. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take a break. Linda, how are we doing for breaks right now? We just have two minutes left, Lynn. Okay, well, let's just keep it right here now. We have Don Shufflebean with us, who is national Shufflebine, right? Shufflebein, correct. Okay, well, I got it wrong both times. Well, you pronounce the I's and E's backwards. It's easy to do. <laughs> and you are? The president of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. All right, let's talk about your role in that. Uh, what's the big issues for the cattle industry right now, Don? Oh, I mean, coming through COVID, we've just trying to get our supply chain back realigned, right? And it looks like beef demand, which is a big chunk of what we do at NCBA, is absolutely outstanding. Uh, beef demand's as good as it's ever been. What we learned through COVID is, by gosh, people want beef and they're willing to pay for beef. The other thing we learned is, People are not very excited about fake meat, and they're willing to let it stand right in the grocery stores, even in the absence of real beef. So that was a good learning lesson. You know, I looked at the label of one of the fake hamburgers that they make, and there were about 20 or 30 things on there that I've never heard of before. Then I look at the label for ground beef, and you know what it says? Ground beef. Exactly. I guess I should give you a little notice. If you look at dog food... It matches up pretty close to fake meat, and that's reality. I'm not exaggerating. Same ingredients. So interestingly enough, and the good news this last week, for those who have not heard, is McDonald's has just completed their test pilot with fake meat. 
And they gave it a couple thumbs down. They don't think they're going to go nationwide, which is really a testimony to all the producers out there saying, gosh, beef made the regular way is what we want to consume. But if I get hungry enough, I can eat some dog food? And it would be equal, and you'd probably like it better, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, Don, we appreciate you being with us here today. Best of luck to you. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay. And, Dan, let's turn it back to you with another guest. All right. I'm joined by Dan Glessing, president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau Federation. And, uh, Dan, uh, we've got a lot of activity going on in your booth here right behind the WIC building at FarmFest. Absolutely. We're booth number seven down on the north end, and we've got pork chops. Uh, on a stick to give you the state fair feel at FarmFest. And uh, also we have some information on what Minnesota Farm Bureau is doing. We have Safety Vests for Children, which is one of the programs that our Young Farmer Rancher and, and Promotion Education Committees uh, took under. And uh, we really want to make sure safety on the farm, especially with the young ones, is, is vital. Uh, so we have that program down there as well. And obviously as a policy organization, uh, you know, you like many of these other folks that have been up here are interested in crafting the 2023 Farm Bill. What kind of things are you looking for in that, uh, in that effort? Well, certainly Farm Bill is, is top of mind, and we actually at Minnesota Farm Bureau have a survey out uh, for our members to, to hear what's working, what's not, what programs you've used, and, and areas where we could improve. But um, all in all, we're hearing crop insurance is important uh, to keep in there, as well as dairy margin coverage has been working. Uh, maybe some freshening up numbers, uh, you know, to reflect the cost of production and, and so on and so forth. But um, and conservation measures, making sure those are are voluntary and incentive-based and uh, kind of catered to your farm, not necessarily a blanket approach. But we'll find out throughout the through the survey what what uh, is on our members' minds as well. And you're serving in your first year as president. How's everything going? And a bit of an adjustment, a learning curve for you? It's it's an adjustment, a learning curve, but quite honestly, our members are good and, and our staff is phenomenal and, and that makes this job enjoyable and, and you know, I don't want to say easy to do because there are some days, but um, but it's it's really been a, a, a good learning curve for myself. And we're hearing great reports about the job you're doing, no question about it. We, you know, you have not been farm broadcaster of the day on the Linder Farm Network yet, have you? Well, there's a check. I need to check that off my We've list. We've got to right? do that. We'll come to a local cafe or something in your area, and you're the farm broadcaster. Absolutely. I can handle that. Ask oh. the questions instead of answering. There I like you that go. Idea. That's the easy part. Yeah, they ask it. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dan. All right. We are live at Farm Fest. We're going to take our last two-minute break and have more coming up in a moment. Whether you compete on the court, at the track, on the field, or in the fields, winning isn't just a goal. It's a mindset shaped, honed, and defined throughout the season. That's why farmers pushing themselves to be the best plant DeKalb brand corn. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with DeKalb. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. At Asgro, farmers love to talk about the soybean bushels we help them yield. But all we can talk about is the one bushel we didn't. You know that one buried deep in the genetics we haven't extracted yet. We're going to find that bushel. Some might call our passion for one more bushel, quote, slightly embarrassing, or quote, totally cringy, Dad. They don't understand every bushel matters. We do. That's why Asgro leads the way. Always read and follow green marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage and helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges, and our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. 
Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compeer.com. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. NMLS number 619731. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Here's Lynn Kettleson of the Linder Farm Network and Drew Larson of Northwest Lighting Systems. There's nothing worse than walking into a dark building trying to find the lights. We were just over at a seed shed not too far from us. The guy pulled in with his forklift and seed tote and three, four, five lights clicked on just in that corner of the shed where he was at. And then when he pulled out and after four or five minutes, wherever he had set for it, they all shut off and it was good to go. So it's really uh, some pretty neat technology. Northwest Lighting Systems. For more information, visit nwlightingsystems.com. Now back to Farm Fest with Lynn Kettleson and Dan Lemke. Yes, we are back here at Farm Fest. I'm joined by uh, George Goebel. She farms here in Redwood County and also is a member of the American Soybean Association Board of Directors. So, George, I know you guys uh, put a lot of effort into getting feedback this year from farmers uh, about farm bill priorities. Touch on that if you would. Yeah, we started last September, and since September, we had 12 meetings with growers across the nation, across our 30 soybean states, to get what's on farmers' minds, the, what their top priorities they want to see in the next farm bill. So actually, I'm on a panel uh, right after this, and we'll be touching on those topics at that panel. But, uh, you know, some of those things are going to be... Um, the safety net, of course. We're going to be asking for uh, more money in the farm bill just because uh, soybeans in the last go round, our baseline was so low. Uh, PLC ARC never paid out. And it, it really should on, on some of them years because, we, you know, we were in tough years there for a while. And then uh, also MAP and uh, uh, FMD marketing for, for global marketing. So there's no shortage of issues that the uh, soybean folks are working on. Oh no, and biodiesel, of course, and aviation fuel. We're gonna we're gonna be flying airplanes with biodiesel. That That's exciting. Good. Absolutely. All right, appreciate it, George. All right, Dan, how about a quick weather, and then right. we're gonna talk with Kent. All right, sounds good. Well, we are expecting a very hot afternoon with uh, temperatures in south central, southwest Minnesota, reaching mainly into the low to maybe middle 90s, maybe upper 90s in parts of southwest Minnesota. A lot cooler off to the south and east. We do have a cool front coming through tonight. What will not only cool us down, could bring some rain showers, which I think we're all pretty much hoping for. Um, and then tomorrow should be a nice cool day, a lot more comfortable than today as far as the temperatures go, looking mainly at the middle 80s. It stays cool. Another good day on Thursday. Maybe some heat by Friday, a chance of some showers and thunderstorms then for the weekend. Let's hope we get them. We need rain. Kit TC with us. Kit, tomorrow, big day here at Farm Fest. Well, it really is. Uh, we start out, of course, with the Minnesota Farm Bureau pancake breakfast in the morning. We have a great uh, panel for the Ag Outlook Forum uh, talking about grain markets, about uh, trade issues, crop update, ag weather, all that good stuff. And then, of course, at 1030 is the big Minnesota Governor Candidate Forum. Governor Tim Walls and Dr. Scott Jensen, first time they've been together to talk about issues and policy. And tomorrow afternoon, after the noon show, we're going to talk about USDA programs. We got several uh, state leaders from USDA, and great chance if you got questions about anything related to USDA, whether it's crop insurance, crop reports, uh, FSA programs, NRCS, come and get your questions answered. All right, and we'll have Dr. Scott Jensen and Governor Walls joining us tomorrow at 12.30. So come and see us at the WIC building here. It's going to be a great day tomorrow. Looking for a big crowd, along with Scott Lambert of the Car Dealers Association. So, Dan, great to work with you. Great working with you. All right, Linda, we'll turn it back to you. 
Well, that's today's broadcast from FarmFest. Thanks for joining us on the Linder Farm Network.